Today's topic is about creating healthy boundaries with your family and how this affects business. Hello and welcome to the Successful, Sensitive and Intuitive Entrepreneur podcast. My name is Lydia Sophia Wilmsen and I am an intuitive success mentor for sensitive entrepreneurs. In this podcast, I speak about the challenges sensitive and intuitive entrepreneurs face. I offer you new perspectives and solutions, as well as experiences of other entrepreneurs. Plus, I speak about my personal experience of being a highly sensitive person who has successfully built and scaled two businesses. All of that with the goal to make you and your business even more successful in your very unique and authentic way. Have fun and enjoy. This is a huge topic. And today I only want to go into one specific part of it, into one specific scenario of it. And this is a scenario that is so common in my clients and it has been in myself as well. Which one is that? That is the scenario of being the helper. Being the helper, taking care of everyone else. And in business, this shows up in the overachiever, in the hard worker, and in the person who does everything for everyone. They are connected. You can see this here directly. So I purposely speak about boundaries in family today because it has a connection to business. You're, you learned in your family, you learned when you grew up, Like if the helper, and this is such a big one, especially in sensitive, empathetic women, but also men, when they grew up that they learned, my value lies in my giving. So you didn't learn my value lies in my sheer existence. Just through being, just being born into this world means I'm worthy and valuable. You learned or you chose to learn My value lies in giving. And when does this happen? This happens, for example, and there are many different scenarios. If you have absent parents, if you have one or two parents with mental health issues who are depressed, who have proper depression or other men mental health issues so that they can't take proper care of the family. And you basically take the role on as mother. And you take care of your siblings. You even take care of your parents. You become the carer. And you can see that, like, how does that show up in my clients? They have this idea, I just want to make my mother happy. You know, she was never happy. She was depressed. I just want her to be happy. That's my biggest life goal. Or I want to take care of my family uh, financially. I just want to make money so that they can finally live a life of ease and peace. That has been one of mine. And also that I just want my mother to be happy. That was also one of mine. Those are also two which show up in my clients very frequently. Or another one. I also know that one. I don't want to be too much. There is so much struggle at home already. I don't want to create problems. I want to not be too much. I hold back. I do everything by myself. I get things done so that I am a good kid and don't create even more problems for my family. That's such a big one as well. And you have to understand, we as children, we do everything to be loved. And if we come from a very destructive 
family. I don't want to put blame on your parents or on my parents because there is a reason why they happen to become those people. So if you grow up in a kind of destructive scenario, perhaps even with abuse, one of my clients, her father was abusive towards her mother. And this created this feeling of, I need to take care of my mother. I have to keep her safe. I have to keep her happy instead of taking care of herself. So when you grow up in that scenario, in that atmosphere, in that energy, in those vibes around you, this does shape you. And at the same time, this is the only thing that you can equate with love. Because we children, we grow up in a feeling of unity. And what we feel then, we equate that with love. We equate that with safety. Even if it is totally unsafe and even if there is no love present, we equate that with love and safety. And this is the toxic pattern which arises from that then, because you take this into your life as a grown-up person. You start creating your reality around that very early on scenario, around that very early on feeling, around those early on shaped beliefs. My value only lies in giving. There is no safety for me as a person only when I overgive, when I am there for everyone else. That is the only value I have to myself. So what we experienced in early childhood, we equated with, as love and this shapes our future. We create our reality and unconsciously choose similar situations later on. And this is why you might end up in overworking, overachieving, constantly wanting to be more and give more, constantly not feeling enough. Or in relationships, constantly picking people who don't give you that feeling of safety, where you always have to be longing for something you never get. Or in friendships, the same. This is the whole issue of codependency. And this is shaped in early on. And you might think, ah, I'm not an overgiver. Like, I'm not so much the helper. And you have to understand, if you are on the other side, if you are hyper-independent, if you are ultra-independent, this is just the other side of the same coin. They are two extremes. They are the two extremes which arise from the same scenarios, from the same feelings of abandonment, of not feeling safe, of having to take care, of not feeling enough in you as a person, and getting a feeling of, I need to do everything by myself and I need to be there for others. And I have been there. I have been on both sides, on the overgiving side and the ultra-independent side. And you have to understand, if you're super independent, it's just a different way of that scenario or that thing showing up in your life. Especially also if you constantly think and say aloud, I have to do it alone. I can't ask for help. Asking for help is weak. If you grew up in a family where your parents were basically dependent on you, or one of your parents was dependent on you, the whole family was dependent on you. Of course, that creates a feeling of, yeah, others are dependent on me. I have to do my shit alone. I can't bother anyone with my issues because I have to take care of the others. So I become ultra-independent. I do everything by myself for myself. I don't need anyone anymore. And another side effect of that, of ultra-independence, obviously, obviously is you can't be hurt anymore. Because you can't be abandoned anymore. You're already abandoned. You have abandoned yourself and you have kicked everyone emotionally out of your life. So of course you can't be abandoned, and abandoned anymore. And you miss the point that you're already living a life where you are abandoned. 
I know, hard words. I had to understand it that way before I could shift it. I needed to understand the patterns. And whatever is happening in your life right now, there are reasons for it. And you can change them. That's the good thing. You don't, you are not a slave of your past. You can change those patterns. So the question is, how do you do that? First of all, it's awareness. Become aware of your unique pattern. What of the things I just mentioned speaks to you? What resonates with you? Or perhaps you come up with new ideas around that. I gave you some examples already. I can give you another example of one of my dear clients. She was the carer of the family. She was taking care because of family members being in mental hospital. She had to take care of her siblings. And even when she was running her own business, living far away from her parents, when someone called, when her mother called and said there was something going on, some problems, she would leave her business, leave her partner, leave everything in the next hour and drive those 500 kilometers to take care of the situation there. And you think you're free? You think you're free when you're doing that? Big question mark there. So the first step is to become aware of that pattern, to become aware that you have totally fell into a pattern of caring of others and sourcing your identity from that. Sourcing your identity and even your permission to exist from that. Because if you tell those people, let go of that, stop doing that, they can't do that because they would have to give up a huge part of their identity of being a helper, of wanting to be there for other people, of wanting to take care of other people, not mi or misunderstanding that this is actually not helping. And I will get to that, to that in, in a minute. So the first thing is to understand this is my pattern. A next step is, a very important step is to self-source the feelings of love and safety in you. And this will start showing up in the outside. Not from the beginning on. You have to do the work first. You can't expect different results while you are being the same and behaving the same way. And it doesn't start with kicking your parents out of your life. It can be helpful to have strong boundaries. Also, how often do you see them and, and so, so on and so forth? How often do you speak to them? And at the same time, it starts with the internal work. Start creating an identity around self-sourcing of love, safety, security, and connection. And not connecting it anymore with you being of service to other people. This is the biggest pattern you have to break, to understand you are inherently valuable. Your value does not lie in giving, your value lies in your sheer existence. This is the, the biggest shift which needs to happen. And the more you live in that new paradigm, The, new, the more new scenarios show up which strengthen that new belief. And in the beginning, it can be because you're going into uncharted waters there that you can fall back into old habits of feeling safe and feeling in control and wanting to take control. And you have just to be aware of that and keep self-sourcing, keep feeling and finding the love in yourself just for your own being without doing anything, without being there for anyone else. And then another step is to help yourself first. What are your true deep needs? Fulfill them because you are grown up now. You don't depend on your parents anymore and other grown-ups to take care of you. You can now fulfill your needs by, by yourself. 
taking care of yourself financially, taking care of yourself emotionally. Do the divine or the embodiment things when it comes to feminine and masculine energies. I have done some podcast episodes on that. Do that work. Do mirror work. Do whatever helps you to, yeah, to fulfill your own needs. And this might be to first and foremost become aware of your own needs, what they actually are. In the beginning, I drew my whole identity from being there for others. And I was only happy when other people were happy. I had no idea what would make myself happy. And I needed to start to ask that question constantly. Let my subconscious work on that, on the new question, what do I want? What do I truly desire? In the beginning, nothing will show up because you say, I only desire others to be happy and then I am happy. And that's, that's codependence. It is perfect. It is, it is height, basically. And the more you ask the question, okay, what do I truly desire? The more answers will show up. They can be material, they can be immaterial. And consciously shifting patterns around where you still go into the old way of being. And that might be, for example, that you cut ties for a moment, that you say, I'm not available anymore for calls. I'm not available for if you have an issue to come and help you. For the client I mentioned, it was so extremely hard to in that moment say, I can't come now and visit you. She had, she had to break that pattern and she had to go through the feelings of, I am basically giving up my family. I am hurting them. If I'm not there for them, they are going crazy. Everything is breaking down. She had to go through those feelings and still not interacting, still not going there, not doing the old thing. I, for example, was like for years, I was the coach and therapist for my parents, basically. Yeah, okay, that's my, that's what I do so or so. However, I turned it around. I never asked for help from my parents. I never shared my thoughts and my feelings, what a kid usually does to get support from his or her parents. It was the other, other way around. And that was my identity, to listen to them, to help them to come up with ideas. And there was a point where I understood I'm actually not helping them anymore. I am part of the problem. And to then say, okay, I'm not engaging in those discussions anymore. I am out. Like, we ended up in tears over and over again. It was horrible for me to witness that, to have the feeling I am basically, I'm letting my, my mother drown there in unhappiness and I'm not helping. Like, it really, it is the feeling you are leaving someone on the road to die. And you have to get over that feeling and stay with yourself. And then something beautiful can happen. Like what happened in my case. For years, my parents, or in that case, my mother said she wouldn't like to, to get a help, to get help from a therapist is just too much money. There is no one. You have to wait for such a long time. It just does not work. And I was there. I was there to help. And then when I said, I'm not there anymore, I'm not doing that anymore. In the matter of one week, she found a therapist, a fully booked therapist who somehow found, made time for her. And she started to work with a different person on those issues. And this changed everything because the pattern between us changed. And she could basically become my mother again instead of me mothering her and me taking care of her. So another big step which also needed to happen for my clients is to understand that you are part of the problem. You being the helper you being the savior of everyone is not helping that person. 
It is actually arrogant to think that you can help your parents because they have been on this planet Earth for far longer than they have. And you have to understand that they choose how they want to live their lives. If they want to live in unhappiness, whatever, like for your eyes, it's unhappiness. If they want to live in self-destruction, it is their utmost right to do so. And you have no right to fucking interfere in their lives. That is ultimately arrogance par excellence. If you think you can help them to create a better life because you don't know what they want and it is not yours to decide what their life should look like. If they choose to live in unhappiness in your eyes, it is their choice and you have no right to mingle into that decision. Of course, you can live your life and be happy. And actually, this is what makes parents the most happy if their children are happy. I always thought I needed to help my parents. I needed to take care of them. Totally misunderstanding that the only thing they ever, ever wanted was for me to be happy. So actually, the biggest thing you can do for the world, for your family, for your clients, is to model an amazing life, to live an amazing life of deep fulfillment, deep love, deep happiness. And this is how you actually help people the most, even if you trigger them. Triggering can also be a help. Even if like family members show up and say like, what the fuck, you're pretentious, you're just a pretender, all of that. Yes, good. You might trigger them and that might be something like a wake-up call for them, but not because you go out there and try to convince them of something else, how they should live their lives. So for my client, the one who drove like 500 kilometers after a phone call every time, to understand that she was part of the problem because she was strengthening, strengthening the structure. She being the helper, of course, there was the victim. There was perhaps someone else in there. She just stabilized that. And it kept going because of her, because she didn't understand her own part in that. And once she shifted that, once she stopped being the savior, and once she gave back responsibility to her mother, things could change. And they have a whole different family dynamic now. There was obviously more work involved. It's just the short version I'm giving you now. Coming from a place where she took care of her family forever, living her own life now, helped to change the whole family dynamic to the better. Another client of mine, understanding that she couldn't wait for the pride of her mother and her father. She couldn't wait for it anymore. She had to self-source that. And she had to give up that feeling that she needed to make her parents happy or her mother happy. And actually her own job, what she had neglected for decades, was her own happiness. So she had achieved results through overachieving, overgiving, constantly. She had driven herself basically into burnout and into self-loathing. And you think this is helping? You think this is what your mother, what is going to make your mother happy? No, no way. And this is what you need to understand. And another step is to expect new results. Through this self-sourcing of love and safety, you will get different results and you have to expect them. Stay in this positive expectancy. Because this is how you recreate or how you create a new way of being and a new life for you, basically. Let's find some examples, or some pragmatic or some practical examples. How can this look like? You do your own self-love work. You work on your patterns. 
That is the core thing here. If you didn't do anything with your parents, if you didn't talk to them in a new way, if you didn't behave in a new way towards them, if you only did the internal work, this would change things totally. It would change things 180 degrees. So the first thing is not to find new ways how to talk to your parents and be more confrontative, to be whatever. The first thing is your own work in yourself. And this then will create new ideas how to behave towards them. You might get that feeling, I don't want to have that call with them every week anymore. I don't want to talk to them so frequently anymore. I don't want to think about their problems anymore. I want to think about my own issues. And this then gives you an idea what new ways of being could be. Yeah, not talking about their issues anymore. If they come up with something, you don't want to talk about it, you say it. You say like, sorry. Not, in, no, not even, sorry, not interested. This is yours to take care of. I would love to talk about X, Y, Z. And this needs to be practice. When you come from decades of over giving to other people, this needs practice. It won't change in just one single, one single thought and yet then you're done and then it's all new. This needs to be practiced. So follow those intuitive glimpses of, yeah, what do I actually want? No, I don't want to talk about that stuff anymore. Stop talking about it. I don't want to see them anymore so often. Don't do that anymore. Or in my case, it actually was the other way around. I want to see them more often. I want to spend more time with them in great surroundings with great energy. Okay, I did that. I went and visited them more, more often. It might be when it comes to business that you finally own with what kind of people you want to work. Not those where you constantly have to overgive because they expect that from you. And you own, you want people who do the work themselves and you just have to hop in some, once in a while and say like, bam, like, let's do that, let's do that. And they do it. Because funny enough, you attract like clients into your life as well who mirror that old way of being of yours. If you're an overachiever, overgiver, you attract, you attract clients which need overgiving which need your energy all the time. And you shifting into, I'm taking care of myself first. I have boundaries when I work, how I work, how long my calls are. If I show up one-to-one um, -one with them, if I give them time over the weekends, if they, I am available for the same issues again and again, or not, this will shift what kind of people you attract, what kind of people come towards you. It is a vibration game. Nothing more, nothing less. And also there, you have to become aware, how do you want to do business? What kind of people? And then you have to freaking own that and stop working with the old kind of peeps. You can lovingly release them from your experience and say, okay, whenever you're ready to play on the next level, I happily let you into my containers again. For now, we are done. And this might be very hard for you in the beginning to shift from that old way of doing things. And the thought really might help you that you are not helping. When you're overgiving, you're just playing into old patterns and you're not helping your clients, nor are you helping other people. If you don't take care of yourself first, this is the energy what you give over to other people. This is what you teach them. This is what you teach your family members, how to behave towards yourself, what you're available for. This is what you teach your clients and your customers. And this is what I meant to step into uncharted waters. 
in the beginning, it feels unsafe. In the beginning, it feels like leaving the nest, feeling your old way of experiencing love and safety. And I can only tell you, once you do that step, everything is going to change in a positive way. You will attract new clients who pay you in full, pay you handsomely, who love to get your energy in just those amounts you want to give it, who do the work constantly, who show up, who have amazing results. You will have, you will love to do the work and you won't be depleted by the work anymore. This was me the last year. I was depleted, or not the last year, the years before, because my cup wasn't full. I was constantly giving like from depletion even. And imagine what you could actually give if you took care of yourself first and gave from a full cup. And it will change the relationship with your parents, with your family. For countless of my clients that happened that they have a new relationship with their family members. From overgiving, from being the helper into finally being that child again, of course, in a grown-up version. However, having the roles reversed in the original version again, in the meant-to-be version again. Honoring your parents because taking care of them actually is dishonoring to your parents, is arrogant, what I already explained. Taking your role up again the role you were always meant to have. And through self-sourcing those feelings, they started to experience love and safety in their family like never before. I had clients who had never, who had not spoken with their father anymore for decades. And they, <clears throat> they started to have a relationship or like they started to have a healthy contact with their father again. I have clients whose parents are dead and they had so much frustration going on and they could finally release that and be at peace with their whole past, be at peace, be at peace with everything that had happened to them. And that created huge amounts of peace in their lives now. Yeah, so many stories of new relationship with their family or new ways of experiencing safety. And this changed their own lives as well because they were finally solid in themselves. They could give from a full cup, they could own their boundaries, whatever they were, and other people honored the boundaries. There was no fighting anymore, no conflicts all the time, not like, you know, also if you want your parents to change, if you want them to do things differently, you will have people showing up in your own life who want you to be different, who don't accept you as you are. So it is always a mirror. What you want from your parents, from other family members, what you want them to do differently, this energy of I want them differently will show up in your life in other forms. So this shift, this is the biggest shift from my value lies in overgiving or my value lies in giving into my value lies in my sheer existence changes whole family dynamics and changes your own life, basically. And in some future episodes, I will explain some other ways of creating trauma in your own life, in your own family life, and how you can shift that. Today, it was all about the issue of overachieving, being an overachiever, being an overgiver, working from either codependence or 
extreme independence, which are two sides of the same coin. And yeah, let me know what your structure is, what your patterns are. And once you're ready to let go of that, once you're ready to basically create ease in your business and create next level results from a place of ease, ultimate freedom, not ultimate independence, but ultimate freedom and ultimate peace of mind, then reach out to me either for my 10-day Grounded Euphoria program in November 2020 or for my one-to-one -one work. Lots of love to you.